And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, legendary John Bon Jovial. Another week, another show, <laughs> and so much more happening. I'll tell you, we're having some, we're having too much fun. It should almost be illegal. How are you doing this week, John Bon Jovial? Well, you know, I can't really remember the last time I had this much fun with my clothes on. And that's <laughs> and that's your, is that a good thing uh, or kind of left, left you left you speechless there? Yeah, uh, uh, we're, <laughs> we're 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 doing okay here at Camp Swampy uh, in the southwest Florida, just a tad bit north of the Everglades. That's uh, good to the, hear. the 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 alligators are alligatory, and the birds are birdie, and uh, you know, and it's hotter in hell here and then and, and, and of course everybody that's up north right now where it's eight degrees they're doing like oh wah it's too hot so, yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> i'll tell you i I've, I've been noticing that you uh that you got your uh your spring to summer heat back and it's strange too because we finally got some winter we've been under 70 all day today and it looks like uh with the exception of maybe the weekend we're going to be in the 60s for the next uh, week and a half, two weeks, which means winter is really here finally. Uh, for well, the that's middle nice of- because here, for the next two weeks, they're forecasting temperatures in the mid to upper 80s here. This is a strange winter, isn't it? Yeah, very weird indeed. Yeah, and it's been hammering the upper Midwest and Northeast. I mean, they've uh, they've been getting some nasty, nasty weather between the the intolerable cold and the heavy snow. Uh, I know there was a spot in upstate New York, uh, farther up than I used to live, that uh, was named the heaviest snow in the country. They get the most snow of any place, any populated place in the United States. Uh, They said something like over 300 inches already uh, by the end of last week. And, uh, of course, more coming. But uh, the good news is, for those of you in those areas, they're saying now that uh, it's going to be more mild for the last half of February. Of course, you still got March to worry about, but at least you should get a reprieve for the next couple of weeks or the last you week know, or my, of the month. Yeah, my sister-in-law lives in uh, Michigan, uh, Augusta, Michigan, which is a little town midway between Battle Creek and Kalamazoo. And I was talking to her yesterday and complaining about the ongoing heat here, in which she said a couple of bad words. I think one of them began with F, but I won't repeat it, uh, because it's it's been like anywhere from uh, three below zero to about ten above for the last couple of weeks or so, and uh, she had absolutely no pity for me whatsoever. <laughs> I can understand that. It is. It has been a really strange winter, and I can... Uh, I can relate to the people that are having trouble adjusting. I mean, we, we have the same thing out here in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, you know, it gets down below 70. And I've already seen people walking by uh, today uh, with, uh, you know, hoodies on and scarves wrapped around covering up their faces. And I'm thinking, what do you think this is? You know, playing Chang or something? <laughs> this isn't cold. Come on. All right. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt today. It's freezing. I'm, what can I say? <laughs> 
It's a wonderful world. We've got a great show for you today, folks. We got a return from the Ivory Tower Project with some brand new music. They're going to be joining us in the old, uh, probably about 25 minutes or so. And before that, we have a new group from over on the uh, over on the European continent, a group who call themselves Yo-Yo Exino. Okay, uh, don't ask me. Ask them. As a matter of fact, I think we will ask them uh, where they should ask them. We should absolutely do that, whether we want to know or not. I don't know. I'm curious. I want to know where the name came from. But they're uh, they're a uh, a neat group. I think you're really going to enjoy them. They're kind of a uh, I don't know what I want to say. They're they're pop uh, with a touch, just a touch, maybe a punk uh, garage band sound. uh, But good, good fun. Music. I think you're really going to enjoy them. They're going to be joining us in uh, in just a few minutes as well. So uh, we have that to look forward to. We've got some uh, great shows coming up in the near future. Next week, for example, we have a uh, another all-female show. They can't accuse us of not having enough females in the mix here because we have uh, two exciting young ladies uh, going to be on the show next week. One of them, you may remember, was with us not too long ago, back last fall sometime, uh, uh, Jenny J, I don't know why I'm trying to say Jeannie, Jenny J, who has just finished a recording uh, session in uh, L.A. and will be debuting her new music next week. And we have another young lady that you may not have heard of, but you sure are going to, uh, Stephanie Grace, will also be joining us. So, uh, next week is a uh, an all ladies show. John, what do you think of that? I'm fine. I you know I I think we should have ladies night, so to speak. Uh, as long as uh, you know we don't want to invite certain people. We don't we don't want uh, Harvey Weinstein to be there. I think that might be a bad <laughs> idea to invite him. Yeah, well he's not uh, a lady. Roman anyway, Polanski. No. Uh, we may not. We may want to avoid having Roman Polanski there. Uh, I don't know. Is, is it legal? For- is it legal no, for Kevin Spacey, uh, you know, and, uh, what? I was going to say, is it legal for Polanski to come back into the country? I know they were talking about uh, uh, exonerating him somehow. No, I know that there there is a push underway in the legal system uh, for Mr. Polanski to be exonerated of his charges, statute of limitations, call it what you will. Uh, personally, myself, with the mood of the present uh, administration in Washington, I don't see that happening. Nor I. I could take a minute here, should take a minute here to uh, to note that uh, music has lost a couple of uh, a couple of its icons. As a matter of fact, today, uh, the day the show was recorded, uh, the day that we uh, recorded this show, which would have been uh, February twelfth, Monday, February twelfth. Uh, we lost a uh, country music star, uh, uh, lost his name, Singletary, uh, and uh, also uh, a longtime uh, crooner from back in the uh, World War II era, all the way up in the 50s and into the 60s, Vic Damone. Uh, we lost Vic Damone and uh, Daryl Daryl Singletary. Right, Daryl. I had yep. a mind lock there. I would posted it earlier today and uh, had a mind lock. But uh, yeah, we lost them both. Now Vic Damone was 89 years old, and Daryl Singletary uh, was only 46. And as of uh, this recording, as of this show right now, 
there's still no announcement as to what the cause of death for him was. It was rather sudden and surprising. He's been touring. As a matter of fact, he had tour dates scheduled for uh, later this week. So uh, that was a uh, that was a big surprise. But uh, yeah, two more icons of music uh, have moved on to uh, rock and roll heaven, as it were, and uh, may they rest in peace. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on. I think uh, this is an awards show, after all. So yes, yes, I think it that is. you want to throw. I think you want to throw an award out there. Okay, do we have someone that is uh, someone warranted and deserving of a music award this week? Is there someone we can? Uh, I don't have a music award per se, but I want to throw kudos out to that seventeen-year-old kid in the Olympics, Red. Uh, oh, absolutely. Me. Uh, that performance that he did on that snowboard was just absolutely jaw-dropping, and I want to send out my heartiest congratulations uh, to him and his family because, you know, he's going to come home now a hometown hero. Right. Red Gerard is the, uh, is the young Red man. Red Gerard, that's it. Yep, yep. And yep, uh, what, what an amazing uh what an amazing situation that was. I mean, he wasn't even expected to make the team, let alone make the uh, medal podium. And he goes through and nails that run and winds up with the gold medal. Our first- well, I was watching the, yeah, I was watching the interview with him and, you know, the first couple of runs, he was having problems with the wind and he was trying to stay true to his routine and it, he just kept blowing it. And on his third run, which was the medal winning run, he basically said, screw it, I'm going to experiment. And he exactly. did something that he had only tried a few times before but had never perfected, and he nailed it. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's going to be one of those Olympic stories that you're going to see and hear for decades to come. That'll be, they'll be talking about that long after you and I are gone. That was, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. And what a, what a thrill for the kid. I mean, uh, he he's worked his heart out, and he seems like a seems like a good level headed kid too. He's not not letting it go to his head, but at the same time, you could tell he was really emotional about it. Oh yes, I absolutely understand. Hey, uh, David, the other thing that I wanted to talk about today is that I've been, of course, you know, as I do every day, keeping track of a lot of the posts that you uh, put up on Facebook for uh, the David Bowers Awards, and also. Uh, uh, the the Rockstar 101 commentaries that you're making, and I'm seeing a few comments in there about uh, the ways that some of these indie artists can try to establish themselves and really uh, give a kickstart to their career. And since we've got a few minutes yet until our first guest gets here, I was wondering if you, maybe you want to devote uh, a couple of minutes to to talking about and elaborating on some of these comments that you've made because they they piqued my interest. It's, uh, yes, I, I really enjoy uh, ferreting out these tips for uh, for upcoming emerging artists. And uh, actually, it's been, uh, we're overdue for another, long overdue for another Rockstar 100 guest on the show here. Uh, we do, for those of you who may have missed it, we do from time to time have an irregular feature of Rockstar 100, uh, 101 on the show here. And uh, we'll have guests from various parts of the music industry. We've had uh, record label executives, A&R guys. We've had uh, uh, venue operators and uh, 
uh, we, well, a lot of different people have come on and discussed what it takes to make a successful career in music, and uh, that's what the uh, my daily Rockstar 101 online is all about. Uh, and I really enjoy ferreting out these tips of what it takes to make a successful career in music. And uh, a couple of the uh, more recent ones we had was uh, one was uh, doing cover copies. And I think, I think today's is the one where it, uh, it asks, is doing cover copies on YouTube a, a good way to devote your time and talents? And it discusses whether, uh, whether posting your covers on YouTube uh, is really worth the time and effort on your part. And there's so many things, so many factors to think of. And we found so many artists uh, just starting out who aren't aware. You know, unless you have a really good mentor who is experienced in the music business, and it is a business, don't uh, don't ever forget that. But unless you have a really experienced mentor uh, to tell you, teach you all of the various things that uh, go into it, uh, there is an awful lot to learn, and there are a lot of artists out there, some very talented ones, who are held back by uh, their lack of knowledge of the way to accomplish these things. And it goes, it goes so far beyond learning, uh, you know, learning to get up on the stage and sing. And uh, for those that play instruments, know your instrument. And uh, then, of course, you go to uh, groups, and then you've got. Uh, so many more things it, it it grows exponentially because you not only have the basics that each of you must know but you have to work on the interaction between you and your fellow bandmates and there are just uh, there are just so many things that uh, that you need to know so one of the i think one of the basic things that i would tell a new artist uh, looking to make a successful career out of music after you know after firstly telling them you know do it for love of what you do. If you get into it just to make money, you're probably not going to make it. But if you get into it for the love of what you do and you honestly enjoy what you do, you've got the first big step. And the next thing I would tell them is seek out someone experienced in the business who you trust and can work well with and learn from them. John? Well, yeah, you know, I, I, the comment that I wanted to make on that, and the reason why I brought it up was be, was in direct uh, relation to the comment that you made uh, about the ongoing discussion of uh, YouTube and whether you should post covers or post original material. And, you know, my thought on that is if you're a band that wants to get noticed, why do you want to do somebody else's material? An occasional cover? Sure. I think that's great. You know, Wild Horse does a terrific uh, cover of uh, House of the Rising Sun. But I think that if you look up their music on Reverb Nation or on YouTube or, or uh, you know, really any other indie band, the ones that are getting noticed the most are the ones that are doing their own original material. And uh, so that's kind of always been my thought. If you want to get noticed, why do you want to do somebody else's stuff? Why not do your own stuff? Uh, and, you know, stuff being very loosely defined as original yeah, okay. material, but, I mean, that's basically what it is. Uh, the, you know, the, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Tommy James and the Shondells, uh, Manfred Mann's Earth Band, these people didn't get noticed by doing covers. Well, yes, they did some of the Beatles did quite a few covers, but they also, before they started pushing those out, were getting noticed for the original material that they were doing. Now, true, not everybody is going to be 
uh, a Beatle band or a Rolling Stones band. Uh, and, but there are some out there. There are true, amazing talents out there. And the best way to get noticed is to you know, have the proper promotion. But do your own stuff. Do your own material. I can't, I can't help but agree with you. Now, there, there are some that will be held back a little by their lack of experience in, uh, in writing and creating their own material. But uh, to them, I say, um, you know, consider hooking up with a writer or getting into a situation where you meet and get to know uh, several writers. And as you work and grow with a writer, you become more one and you get a feel. You learn how to interpret what they're writing. They learn how to interpret what to write for you. So it's uh, one of the many facets, the many intriguing and integral facets to having a successful music career. And we've got a couple of groups coming up that have done a very good job of that. And when you talk about originality, you can't get much more original than this next group. And we're proud to introduce them to the show. Hopefully they'll be joining us in just a couple of minutes. We're going to play a song by them right now. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is a group who call themselves Yo-Yo XNO. And we'll explain how to spell that later. I hope we get to find out where the name came from. Yo-Yo XNO. And the song is called Unrefined. I look you up and see your head is all a mess. Your thinking seems to have been clouded by distress. Pretty girl you've met is filling. She might not feel the same You tell me that there's something special in her eyes Cause when she looks at you they glisten and she smiles But you're uncertain, think she might just be polite And it makes you stay awake all through the night so if you think that she loves you, let her know what's on your mind. Step it up, go on and tell her, leave your worries all behind. Tell her all about your feelings, cause true love is hard to find. And it's always unrefined. I look her up and Tells me that she's got a problem with her head She's so uncertain, thinks you might just be polite And it makes her stay awake all through the night So if you think that she loves you Someone must start So if you think that 
This is John Bon Jovial, and you're listening to the David Bowers Awards. And there you go. That's unrefined. The group is Yo-Yo X and O, and we're going to talk to them right now. So, Joe and Joe, come on board. How you doing today? Doing fine. Doing great. All right. Now, the first thing I want to get uh, I want to get clear is the geography. Now, you guys are in Sweden, correct? That's right. Okay. Where uh, Stockholm? I'm in Stockholm. Yeah, this is Joe. Okay. And the yeah, this is Joe in the south part of Sweden, close to Copenhagen in Denmark. Ah, okay, great. So uh, you got uh, kind of the same situation we do. You're in uh, two parts of the same country and uh, talking in the same conversation here. John and I uh, broadcast from uh, the east coast and the uh, southwest part of the United States. So we yeah. kind of uh, we got got the similar thing going. Now the first question I want to ask you for the benefit of our audience, well, heck, for my benefit too, because I'm dying of curiosity. <laughs> you call you call your group Yo Yo X and O, and yeah. it's uh, it's spelled Y O Y O, and then the letters X N O. Where did you come up with that name? Well, that was kind of easy, you know, because uh, we want to stay uh, we want to stay a bit um, uh, exclusive, and we don't want to we don't want to sell ourselves as a product. We want to sell our music, you know. We want our music to be the the main thing so we kind of be we try to be kind of an anonymous so joe and joe that's me and my friend and x and o that's just kiss and hug gotcha i i i like the concept now that you explained it it's a it's a uh, interesting perspective yo yo x and o so it's kind of joe joe and whatever type of thing but uh, <laughs> i've already discussed your music a little bit and uh I have advised my listeners that uh, it's really an original sound that kind of defies categorization. I mean, you've got got some plain and simple old rock and roll. You've got a touch of garage band, uh, a little flavoring, uh, maybe a a drum from some punk. It's it's really a a, an amalgam of sounds. How did you? You've you've been together now what uh, what six seven years? That's correct. Yeah, uh, and uh, it all started with um, us actually moving, me moving from the southern part of Sweden up to Stockholm and uh, missing my friend down south. So I uh, called him one day a couple of years after I'd moved and said, I miss you, man. I'd uh, I'd like to do something with you. And uh, why don't we try and write songs? And that's something I hadn't done before. I play a lot of live shows with a guitar player and a musician. So uh, I'd like to get into that. And, you know, I told him that that and a week later he called me up had three songs ready that I <laughs> thought right. sounded great over the phone and that put pressure on me man so I needed to deliver as well so I, I wrote a couple of songs and then that's how we started and yeah as you say six seven years ago wow that's uh that is that is really neat again that's uh, a kind of a parallel with John and I because John and I had worked together in radio long ago in a galaxy far away well it was way back in the mid 1970s in Florida and uh, uh, we had uh, gone our separate ways over the years, and we reconnected back in the 80s. And we've been kind of been hanging out ever since and wishing we could get back into radio. Well, the Internet came along, and I had been co-hosting a couple of other shows. And uh, we got together and talked and said, you know, uh, 
why the heck don't we do our own show? Radio's changed so much. We can't. We're not going to go broadcast. We're you know we're dinosaurs as far as broadcast radio, and and it's so formulated and corporate now that it's no fun anyway. Let's do something on the internet where we can do whatever we want, however we want. And it's so, great, isn't and that, it? And yeah, I, that's I, lovely. And yeah, that's and pretty much that's pretty much how we feel about out making about making music. You know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, that we, we don't want to be the streamlined part thing that, that everyone hears every day, you know. Everything exactly. Everything sounds same. And you so. guys have done that. Uh, you have done that with your music. Now, I've listened to several of your tracks. We just played what I think is, a, is the perfect pop song. I, I, I really love Unrefined. This next track we're going to play is called Transition, and I think it's going to show the... Uh, it's going to give the listeners a totally different perspective of your sound and also show that you uh, you do indeed uh, cross genres and, and music styles. Tell us a little about uh, Transition. Well, I, I personally think that uh, if you listen carefully, it's, it's a rather um, beautiful song, melody and lyrically. And uh, So what do you do then in contrast? You need to make it sound a bit dirty and... Uh, so we, we, we got out the old analog synthesizer and cranked it to the maximum to start wobble and distort. And uh, uh-huh. so it's a, quite a mean sound. The guitar is quite rude as well, so to say. And then uh, on top of that, we have this beautiful singing, I think. My friend sings the song. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's a mix of uh, quite lyrical, melodic content and then it, uh, it, it robot is. sounding at the same time. And it- it's a much deeper song uh, than Unrefined, and I'm going to let uh, John jump in here because I know John's an analog buff. Your comments, John Bon Jovial. Well, I really like the fact that uh, in Unrefined, the the you, you you call it a dirty guitar. It it it's you know the 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 fuzz, the distortion in it, and the fact that you are not trying to make it sound so digitally clean. I was uh, very, very pleased with the sound of the song. I mean, yeah, you got that 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 whole garage band thing going, and of course, David and I, we just we grew up on that kind of rock and roll. And, yeah, you uh, know the the idea when people kind of go for the first take as well, and uh, accepting it with all its flaws and. Uh, Say oh, yeah, that's, that's actually what we want because that's what we felt when we played it. So that's the first take um, thing. Awesome. As well, so yeah. It's interesting, uh, and I'm going to toss this in in the the time we have left here. Uh, We had a guest on last year, late last year, uh, whose father, uh, who has departed us now, but uh, he was the originator of the fuzz guitar sound, and uh, he was also the first Native American rock star, and that, of course, was the artist Link Ray from back in the late 50s, about 1958. He did a thing called Rumble, which to this day is still one of the landmark classics of rock and roll. And uh, we're going to be doing a show again next month, uh, the end of March, uh, with uh, Beth, his daughter. And I think we... I think we've got one of the engineers or somebody uh, that's going to be joining us, too. We're going to do a show uh, to celebrate the 50th anniversary 
of, uh, no, I'm sorry, the 60th anniversary of Rumble. And the uh, reason we're going to do a whole show is because we, uh, he, he has done so much other stuff we wanted to be able to share. He's done some great blues. He's even gone country. He did some amazing stuff in addition to creating that sound that you have talked about and incorporated into your music. So uh, we're really looking forward to that. Bam, and we're looking bam, bam. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Well. You know, my dad had the uh, Robert Gordon albums from uh, in the seventies that he played on as well. So I've been a Link Ray fan forever. Since awesome. As a child. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that that sounds great. We, we need to tune into that once you. Yeah. Uh, definitely watch for that one. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a good show. His uh, his daughter Beth is uh, really a neat person to talk to, and she is just so open uh, and has so much insight to her dad. I know uh, very quickly because we're almost out of time i ran into him by accident one time when i was in the army uh stationed outside of washington dc we went out uh, partying one night over on the maryland side and we stopped at this little club and there was nobody there the place was almost deserted and we walked into the back room it was one of those where the back room was the dance hall and uh, there's one guy sitting down by the edge of the stage uh playing his guitar and so we went up and talked to him and it turned out that it was in fact link ray and uh, <laughs> wow. i am yeah, I am wishing now that uh, I had spent more time uh, with him at the time because it was just uh, just such a treat. Listen, guys, want to thank you so much for coming in, joining us, spending some time with us uh, all the way from Sweden, and, of course, sharing your story, which is the important thing, your story and your music. And we look forward to having you come back and join us again. You get some new music or something, give us a shout. We'd love to have you come back again. Okay. We'd love to be do. back. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, before I let you go, real quickly, tell everybody where they can find you online. Okay, that's uh, the website is jojoxno.com. And you can also find us on Facebook, jojo space xno. And you can find us on Instagram, jojo.xno. And Twitter as well, but I don't remember the name. Probably <laughs> jojoxno. Yeah, very possibly, and I should clarify to the listeners who uh, who are looking or writing that down, remember now that JoJo is spelled with a Y. It's Y-O-Y-O, and then the letters X-N-O. Okay? Great. Okay. Thank you so much again, Yo-Yo. Uh, glad to have had you here, and uh, we're going to give the audience a listen right now to a thing called Transition.
restaurant with regular and Asian meals and fresh imported strawberries. February winter's not yet decided whether it should rain or snow, and so we get a bit of both. Transition. That's Yo-Yo Exeno, and uh, I think you can see from that track uh, why we say that their uh, their style is kind of undefinable. Uh, they span the rock, garage rock, a little punk. It's a it's an interesting mix of sounds. Speaking of interesting mixes of sounds, we've got one right now, and they're back for their second appearance on the show. And uh, we welcome them back. We'll be talking with them in just a moment. Of course, we're talking about the Ivory Tower Project. And here they are with a thing called Friends.
there you have it. That's the Ivory Tower Project, and I owe them an apology in my uh, in my haphazard, uh, <laughs> distracted way while I was trying to recover from uh, that little uh, mix-up and uh, disconnect or not being able to connect with our last guest. I kind of truncated the title of that. It's called, the full title is When Friends Become Lovers. And before I mess anything else up, let's bring in the man himself that's in charge and responsible for all of this, Mark Regula. Mark, welcome aboard. Hello, David. How are you? Well, I'm a little bit flustered, as you heard there. We had a little difficulty uh, and weren't able to connect with our uh, guest from Sweden, but I think we're uh, we're back on track now, and we've got you along to keep us stabilized. How's everything going with you? All right. It's cold in New York. <laughs> yes, I know. I've, uh, we've been, as a matter of fact, we chatted about that a few minutes ago. It's been a, a really rough winter up there, and being from upstate New York, I know what rough winters are, but... Yeah. Uh, between the snow and the uh, sub-zero temperatures, you've definitely uh, you've definitely paid your dues this year. Yes, we did. We did. We just had been, today was like a third day of of rain, so it, it finally cleared up at the end of the day. So, uh, look at well, that's, <laughs> that's a good thing. I bet you are. And I just read today where they say the end of the month should be considerably more mild than what you've been going through. But uh, we got you here to talk about music. Tell us about this Ivory Tower project. Well, uh, basically, uh, for those who don't know about us, we started out as a band way back in the 80s. And uh, the start off was our drummer had uh, passed away just a few months after our first recording. Uh, after that, our bass player, um, he had uh, gave notice that he wanted to to leave the band. He didn't want to uh, to to go on. So, at least not with music. He uh, found another calling. And uh, at that point, the, the the rest of the members of the group, we didn't want to stop. So we decided that we were going to uh, replace. Uh, not so much with band members, but with studio musicians. And that's how Ivory Tower, as a band, became Ivory Tower Project. Um, and we were, we, work in, uh, at, we were working originally in the 80s with um, Tiki Recording Studios in uh, Glen Cove. And the owner and the producer, uh, uh, the co-producer on our, our uh, tracks, Fred Guarino, he had uh, connections to some uh, very good uh, musicians, very talented uh, musicians who were studio players. In fact, uh, one of them is Richie Kanata, uh, who played uh, with originally with Billy Joel as uh, tenor saxes. Uh, he also used to play keyboards for the live uh, shows with Billy. And we also had uh, Ivan Elias, who was the original bass player with Patti Smythe and Scandal. And uh, they had contributed uh, their talents to our songs on, on a number of tracks. Uh, some of these tracks sat, sat on the shelf uh, for the, uh, a good time of almost, uh, I guess, almost 30 years. And what we did was we compiled some of these songs that were on the shelf for all that time. And we also took some new material and... Uh, Recorded that at a at a home recording studio with my uh, partner Tony Navarro, and uh, basically uh, we put together this album. Um, how much more? So um, 
it's kind of the the um, it's kind of, that's pretty much like a like a a, a concise uh, synopsis of the. Yeah. Of the evolution of uh, the Ivory Tower project, and what a uh, what a story it is! I know I I did pick up on one one thing in particular that struck me when you said that you're uh, that uh, you're one guy, and I, I missed the name, but uh, the one guy had, uh, among other accomplishments, had played keyboards live shows with uh, Billy Joel, and I couldn't help but think what a uh, well, first off, what a challenge that must be to play keyboards with Billy Joel, and uh, what a what a compliment to him as a talent that he was able to do so. That's uh, that had to be quite an experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's uh, and he, he's he's done quite well on his own. Uh, Richie Canada. He's he's got a, a recording studio up on the North Shore of Long Island. His son. Uh, he um, he co-owns it with his son. He's on numerous musical projects as well. Of course, he's, it's it's not as uh, as um, as big as as Billy Joel is as a uh, as an artist, but uh, he's you know still uh, a major ta- uh, talent, and uh, was a privilege to be able to work with these people. Well, I got a question for you uh, here, Mark. Um, first of all, congratulations uh, on when friends become lovers. I mean that's. That's really a nicely done tune. It really is. Um, I'd like to get a little bit of background on it, but I also want to get... Now, we discussed this the last time you were on with us, but I want to just go through this again for our listeners that may not remember. I'd like to get a little bit more on your own personal background and uh, how you got to where you are uh, with the uh, you know with the current state of condition of the band, if you, if you will. Sure, sure. Um, uh, with, uh, with regards to when friends become lovers, I was, uh, this is going back a long time ago. Uh, I had, uh, we came, we had a, re- a band rehearsal on a uh, Saturday afternoon and, uh, I was driving home and I was reading a couple of articles. For, uh, first of all, I, um, it was in the early eighties. And um, I just saw on HBO there was a live performance of Air Supply. And Russell Hitchcock, the lead singer of Air Supply, I was just, like, amazed at his uh, vocal quality. It was just, like, so good in, in a live setting. I was just like, wow, that's a very powerful voice. And I just thought it was so impressive. And... Um, I also was reading an article about Don Henley, and uh, in his solo, in his, especially in his solo work after the Eagles had broke up in the early '80s, uh, he was talking about how he would like to uh, take drives, and right as he was driving, uh, he would come up with melodies uh, in his head just as he was taking a car ride, and combining those two things, I. I uh, that's where a melody and some some lyrical phrases came to me uh, when I had started the spark of of writing uh, when friends become lovers. Uh, by the time I got home, I had a few lines for for the song, and I had called my my writing partner Johnny Jace, and we got together, and uh, Johnny contributes mostly lyrics. Uh, with uh, when we usually collaborate, so uh, we came up. He he came over, and we knocked the 
song off in, uh, in maybe a, like a, a session of a few hours. So it was, that, that's pretty much like the background on on, on that particular song. That, that's that that's very cool. I mean, it, it it's you know you people will get an inspiration for a song. In just some of the most unforeseen places, it could be driving in your car, you could be hiking somewhere in a canyon, you could be riding an elevator, and an idea will get in your head. And uh, if if it becomes kind of an earworm, then you know that maybe you're onto something. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, taking it off the topic just for a second. Um, I remember reading, was it uh, that the Gibb brothers? Uh, Barry and and, uh, and uh, Maurice and yeah. no, it was Maurice. Uh, have, I forget the. Uh, it was one of the the other twin. I forget. But anyway, they, they were stuck in an elevator, and that's where um, New York mining disaster. New York mining disaster. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, to me, that to me, that's like such a cool, you know. Little background on on and and to me that's what makes music so interesting is, is oh you know, absolutely the the oh. origin yeah. the origin of some of these songs is uh, is really a story all in itself. I want to take just a second to interrupt you here, Mark, because uh, we all know that all performing artists uh, of all calibers have their own set of fans, and uh, you have a fan who's standing by. As a matter of fact. I'm going to bring her in here right now and have her say hello to you from Florida. Here is Renee. Hello, Renee. Hello. Hi, you're on the air with, uh, of course, uh, me, the David Bowers, John Bon Jovial, and Mark Regula. Say hello to Mark. Hi, Mark. Hello, Renee. Good to hear your voice. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good to hear your voice. How is everything going with you? All right. We're doing good, thanks. That's good. I just I, I enjoyed hearing your song earlier. Very good. Uh, thanks. thanks. Oh, thank you so much, Renee. Glad you could stop by and say hello. And uh, Mark, now you talked about this last song, uh, "When Friends Become Lovers," which uh, I, I have to agree with John. I really like that song. Uh, tell us a little bit about the next one we're going to play. Way too late. Uh, yeah, that that one uh, again has a uh, um, well. As I was saying about the, the studio musicians, this one has uh, features the bass player uh, Ivan Elias, who was uh, the original bass player for Patti Smythe and Scandal, and uh, he played bass on this particular uh, track. Um, basically, this this song is one that I uh, wrote on my own, and uh, being that it was kind of like a an angry rock song. That's pretty much what was my mood was at the particular time when I wrote it. Uh, I'm not going to get <laughs> give you too much detail because uh, I don't think that would be too discreet. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it, 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 we, we, we all have our weird stories <laughs> you know, when it comes to that kind of thing. Absolutely. And uh, certain things that while we would love to get into detail about it, our friends at WRFC may... They may shy away from uh, that and look at us and say, 
Oh, so you want the show to air next week or what? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to we have to be a little bit careful as I as I told them when we were uh, putting together the package so that they would carry the show. Uh, I try not to censor anything on the show, but we do have our limits. And you know, yeah. I, I think in, in I think in the five years we've been doing this, uh, we had one show where somebody dropped an f bomb, and I think that's the worst that's happened. So. Uh, we've been pretty fortunate in that respect. And that includes some surprises, and we have another for you, Mark, because uh, all the way from sunny Southern California right now, uh, we have uh, I believe your sister Paula. Is that correct, Paula? Oh, no, we're, we're not brother and sister. Oh, you're not? Uh, hi, I'm Mark. sorry. No. Well, oh, anyway, Mark, here's Paula. <laughs> Go ahead, Paula. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey, Paula. Wanted to call in and say hello, and I love Ivory Tower Project. Ah, thank you very much. Awesome vocals, well put together. I I take it in my car everywhere I go. That's amazing. That's that's a dedicated fan, right? That is a dedicated fan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, Paula and uh, Mark. uh, Before we let you go. I want you to tell everybody how they can find you online and, uh, you know, where they can look you up, your your website, the sites you're on, and where they can buy your records. Sure. Um, well, the, the starters, uh, ivytowerproject.com, you know, that'd be I-V-O-R-Y-T-O-W-E-R-P-R-O-J-E-C-T, ivytowerproject.com. We have a store page uh, where you could purchase the CDs um, or uh, digital uh, uh, right off the store page. Uh, the CDs are available either by credit card or PayPal. Um, we're also on other retail, uh, both CD and uh, digital. There's um, uh, CD Baby, uh, Amazon.com, uh, iTunes. Um, uh, Google Play. There you go. And one one last quick thing. What have you got coming up? We've got about 30 seconds left here. What have you got coming up in the future for the project? Oh, well, we've got a, numer- uh, a good number of singles still that are um, even more uh, high quality as the, as the ones that you're about to play or have played. And um, we have uh, a cartoon music video coming up from this album so that uh, fully animated cartoon music video so oh i can't wait to see that that sounds yeah. that sounds interesting we had we had one other uh, who's uh, created a uh, music cartoon series richard sergio Mani, uh was on with us a long time ago i have to check with him i haven't heard from him in a while but mark thank you so much for coming and spending time with us and sharing your tunes and the stories of Thanks, how mark. they were written Really wonderful having you. We'll look forward to having you back again in the future. Same here. Uh, it, this was really a, a, a very pleasant experience, guys. Thank you very much for keeping me uh, feel calm and <laughs> collected, <laughs> and I very much enjoyed speaking with you. Not a problem. Thank you so much. We enjoyed having you on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Regula from the Ivory Tower Project, and here they are with Way Too Late. Some time on your own 
Thought you'd catch me off guard, didn't you? Hey, I was ready for it this time. There you have the Ivory Tower Project. And they have been around in one form or another for, what, over 30, 40 years now. That's, uh, that's quite a record. And uh, what, a fascinating, uh, what a fascinating couple of stories about how the songs were created. I really, really enjoyed that. Some of those stories are really neat. We want to thank the Ivory Tower Project. We want to thank Yo-Yo X&O, even though they didn't, physically make it to be on the show we're working on that we want to thank everyone for listening 
We love you. Welcome you back next week. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Well, we are on our way. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around ye old world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and also from the Valley of the Sun in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. We are available for free on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker, Amazon, Alexa devices, as well as SoundCloud, MixCloud, 365 Internet radio stations, and wherever great indie music is played. Be sure to click the follow link on the Blog Talk Radio page and like The David Bowers on Facebook. Join us next week. For The David Bowers, Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ FM 106.3 Rochester, New York, and also on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m., 11 a.m. Eastern, and 6 p.m. Greenwich. I am John Bon Jovial, the legendary one, urging you to come back and see us again next week right here on The David Bowers Awards.